0: Thanks for checking out this message from River Valley Church in Boise, Idaho. We hope that it encourages you and inspires you. For more messages like this, make sure to check out our podcast. And for more content from River Valley, go to our website, rivervalleyboise.com. Enjoy this message. This is what I want to talk to you today about. I want to talk to you and open up this bold series with today's uh, topic, and that is a bold message The bold message that God wants every human to know him. To have the opportunity to experience who he is and his love for them. The gospel actually means, when we when we look at the foundational truth, and I, I love this, I actually got this from, from a pastor friend of ours that we were gathered together a couple weeks ago in pastor's prayer here. Um, pastor Rod shared this with us because we were talking about just the good news, and he he, he gave the, the definition of the gospel as this, the good, glad, merry news that makes a heart leap and dance for joy. It, it's the same picture as someone when they've been acquitted of, 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 of a crime. Uh, it's the same uh, picture that is given um, when a, a calf or a cow has been penned up and it's released out into the field and it dances around like this is the message of the gospel. And if it doesn't bring that to you right now, then, then maybe for some reason, uh, we haven't really fully understood the message of the gospel and what we get to proclaim to the world. Here's the reality, that you were guilty, but now you've been pardoned. You were a slave to shame and to sin and your past, but now you're freed and you get to live in the forgiveness that comes through knowing the person of Jesus Christ. A bold message of hope is what we're talking about here. And God wants you to know him and gave his son so that you can experience the goodness of God. The relationship that he desired for you in your life. And we as the people of God get an opportunity and only one shot at it in this life to once we've been touched by this good news to be those that boldly proclaim it. And today I want to I want to take you into a passage of scripture in Acts that really paints a beautiful picture of what it means to boldly proclaim this message of the gospel, to be those who carry this message of the gospel with us. And so I want you to take your Bibles, if you would, and open up to Acts chapter 4. We're going to be reading Acts chapter 4, verses 8 through 13. And here's what this bold message looks like. And I know you're sitting on your couch this morning and and some of you are still in your slippers and pajamas and and drinking your coffee. I've got a little bit of a, a drink here and yeah, that's a good time for that. Um, I wanna I wanna encourage you to lean into scripture. Don't tune out and for you kids that are at home with your parents, I know some of you are running around the room right now. Kids, I just want to thank you for being with us and joining us. We've got some great content for you that will be coming your way this morning from uh, the Messina's just to encourage you in your life. And and, and but, but as we're listening today, kids, I really want you to encourage you to ask your parents some questions as we're going through this. And parents, I want to encourage you to interact with your, your family as we go. And I'm going to try and make this as practical as we can for all that's listening. So Acts chapter 4, verse 8 begins this way. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of our people, are we being questioned today because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Let me give you a little background. What, What happened here is Peter was in trouble because he had performed a miracle, and the religious leaders of the day didn't like that very much. And so Peter was giving an account of that to these religious leaders because they had actually thrown him in jail for it. Uh, Imagine that, getting thrown in jail for doing a good deed and healing somebody. And so he's giving a reply and a response to them about the circumstances that he finds himself in. And he he goes on to say, do you want to know how he was healed? He's posing a question to them and and intriguing uh, their heart. Verse 10 says this, Let me clearly state to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that he was healed by the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in Scripture where it says, "...the stone that you builders rejected... Has now become the cornerstone. It's a powerful, powerful part of scripture because what is being declared there is this Jesus that the world and even the religious establishment of the day said, yeah, yeah, he's an okay guy, but I don't know that he is who he says he is, that he's the Son of God. G- Peter's making a bold declaration this man that you killed and that God raised from the dead is actually the fulfillment of a prophecy from uh, many, many years ago. That he's the stone that the builders rejected. He's become the cornerstone. In fact, he's become the very thing that all of creation, humanity, faith, everything is built upon. That was the message that Peter was declaring. Verse 12 continues on saying, There is salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness, notice that word there, the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men with no special training in scripture. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. There's some unique things that I want to pull out of this passage of Scripture today as we are talking about this bold message that we've been called to as followers of Jesus. And Peter and John do an amazing job of really painting this picture for us of what it looks like. So the first thing I want you to take a look at, I want to make this statement here, is boldness comes from being filled. I'm going to say that one more time. Boldness comes from being filled we see that right there in the beginning passage right there where it says peter being filled with the holy spirit In order for us to carry this message of the gospel, we have to recognize that God has put his spirit inside of us and we desperately need the power of the Holy Spirit and its primary function in our life is that we would be bold messengers of the gospel. In fact, let me, let me take you into Acts chapter one, verse eight. And here's, here's the description of what took place on the day of Pentecost. Um, and this is a proclamation of what Jesus said would happen for them in that space. And here's what it says, Jesus speaking, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Remember, this is Jesus's declaration over the disciples in the body of Christ. And you will be my witnesses. I want to rewind there for a second. Jesus is saying, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in your life. And then he clarifies what the purpose of that power is for. He goes on to say, you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. This is the bold message of the gospel in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Peter shows us what this really looks like. When, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit and how that translates into the relationships with the people uh, around us. And, and I just want you to join with me in this. Um, and, and and here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna de- declare scripture over our life because this is what Jesus proclaimed over you. And sitting with your family, wherever you're at, I just want you to, to boldly say this with me and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn the page on you here a little bit. Um, and here's what we're gonna say. You will receive power, and and I want you to turn that to yourself and say, I have received power, because this is what Jesus said when when we experience the Holy Spirit in our life, that you will receive power. There's a power for you in this season, so so let's join together on the count of three. We're going to say, I have received power. On the count of three, here we go. Everybody in the room, kids, you can jump on this. You can scream it as loud as you want. Here we go. One, two, three. I have received power. And that's the declaration of scripture over your life. Now, now I want you to look at somebody else, and, and I don't have anybody else in the room with me right now. And if I did, it would be total pandemonium and chaos. But I want you to look at somebody that's next to you. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's one of your kids. And I want you to just look at them, and I want you to say to them, you have the power. And we could sing a fun song here. I got the power. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to get into that, but I do want you to just take a moment here and look at somebody around you. Let's interact for a moment and, and look at them and say, you have the power. There you go. So it's as simple as that in our life. When God makes a bold declaration to us, and Jesus did in this space, that when the Holy Spirit comes upon you in your life, and that's what we see here with, with Paul being filled with the Holy Spirit. He spoke boldly this message of the gospel. Uh, listen to me, I, I want to make some clarifications because we are a church that believes in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. We, we love what they bring in strength to the body of Christ. The greatest sign that you have been filled with the Holy Spirit and that you are being filled with the Holy Spirit is not that you would speak, speak in strange languages. It's not the signs and wonders that would follow you by the laying on the hands of the sick and prophecy and all those things. And they're wonderful. Those are an important part uh, of our spiritual journey. The greatest sign and the preeminent sign that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit, this is Jesus speaking, is that you would be his witness. In other words, that you would take... This message, this bold message of the gospel, and you would share it into Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the outermost parts of the world. Not that you have power to go out and heal the sick and raise the dead, and I want you to live in those things, and so does God. But the primary outworking of the gift of the Holy Spirit in your life is that you would be a witness of Jesus into every space of your life. That's what scripture teaches us. This is the bold message of the gospel that everywhere we go and all the people that we interact with encounter Jesus and the message of the gospel through our lives. That's why it's so bold. Because it's outside the norm. And I would say specifically in the day and age in which we live, this message of the gospel is going to be counterculture, right? Because what we're feeling in our culture today is tension and fear and anxiety and pressure. And what we're feeling in our world today is uncertainty. And the gospel is a message that brings hope and peace and foundation and anchoring, and it brings life to us. And so the gospel is even more pertinent today than maybe what we've experienced in our past. And like I said at the beginning, I think we've made the gospel too normal, too average, too comfortable because our lives have been that way. But we live in a time now where everything is changing and the future is going to be different. Your life The economy that we've lived in, the jobs that we've had are going to be different as we move into the future. And if our hope is anchored in those things, then our hope will be shaken forever. Scripture tells us that, that all that can be shaken will be shaken, and we are experiencing that right now. This week we had an earthquake in Idaho. It's been some time since we've had that everything is being shaken. The way that church is being done has is being shaken. The way that we interact and disciple and walk with one another. The very day-to-day functions of our life is being shaken. But the good and the bold message of the gospel is that Jesus came, that we might know God and that we might have peace in troubled times, that we might experience this this peace that goes beyond understanding because we're in connected relationship with the Prince of Peace in our life. Listen to me this morning. This message of the gospel, this bold message of the gospel, leads us into a place of life. But here's what you need. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit in your life so that your life can be anchored in the bold message of the gospel. The second thing that, that we see in this passage of scripture is a bold clarity about this message Peter was real clear on where salvation came from, of where hope came from. He didn't beat around the bush. He didn't try to be politically correct. He wasn't trying to make sure that the office environment was okay for it. Peter boldly proclaimed in front of everyone and wanted it to spread to all of the people of Israel. That's what we see his his words being, that Jesus, Jesus was the only hope. Many of us lack the boldness about the message of the gospel because we ourselves haven't dug deep enough into it to understand that Jesus truly is the only way. We've bought into oftentimes a narrative that has been spoken to us by the world around us that there's lots of ways that lead to God. And I just want to boldly proclaim to you today, and and hopefully this gets anchored in your soul, that Scripture teaches us that Jesus is the only way to eternal life. Jesus is the only message of hope. There is not another one. And so when we proclaim the, the gospel, we need to proclaim it with bold clarity to it. Peter was convinced of this because of his experience relationally with Jesus so his message was clear, bold, not soft or hidden in rhetoric. And I, I feel like as the church, we've, we've lost the gospel, maybe in a, in a little bit of our ability to be able to put on a good program or a show. And what we're seeing today is God is stripping all of that away. And he's bringing us back to the pure, unadulterated message of the gospel. And that is that Jesus is the only hope for the world. He's the only hope for my life and your life. He's the only one that came and sacrificed his life so that we could have relationship with the father. He's the only one that paid for your sin and my sin. And yes, we've all sinned. The Bible tells us we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but that's not where the story ends. The story continues with the redemptive redemptive work of the gospel that is at work in our lives. And we are called to boldly proclaim that in the world that we live in today. I love how how Peter unpacks this in verse 12. He says, there is salvation in no one. Everybody say no one. There is salvation in no one else. No one. Not in a government, not in a vaccine, not in another religion, not in the stability of your 401k or the lack thereof, not in a stock market, not in any leader, only in the person of Jesus Christ is, is there this place of salvation where we are rescued and redeemed, where our life is transformed from what was former into, into the new life that he's called us to. And he goes on to say, God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. And I just want to to let an anchor settle in your heart today that this Jesus that you've put your hope in, and again, if you're, you're feeling rocked in that, your faith is feeling rocked in that, this is the time for you to lean into Scripture to lean into relationship in the body of Christ, to build your, your prayer life with Jesus while you have some time right now to really lean into those things. Don't pull back from them. They are the anchor for your soul. And that's what Peter was saying here in this bold clarity of the gospel that Jesus alone is the one that can anchor your soul. In really difficult times, even in the good times, especially in the good times, Jesus alone is the anchor for our soul. He left no room. Peter left no room for misunderstanding or a lack of clarity of how anyone could be saved and find hope for their life. He didn't say, hey, you could mix a little bit of this culture in this world. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy the comforts and pleasures. That's not what Peter said. Peter said, listen, the only surety that you have in your life is this, is that Jesus is the only way. He's the only hope for us. Jesus came and him alone. This bold message of the gospel is what we are called to proclaim. And Peter and John were showing us what that looks like. In a really difficult and tumultuous time, they were being pulled uh, out of normal society into jail and being persecuted for this message of the gospel because it was so counterculture to their time. And I just want you to prepare your heart for this, that this this message of the gospel is going to get pushed back in the day and age in which we live. It's going to get pushback in your workspace. It's going to get pushback in your your social media platforms. It's going to get pushback. But we are called to be those who boldly proclaim with clarity that Jesus is the hope of the world. And as we navigate into these times, I believe that it's a time that the Holy Spirit so desires to embolden us with the strength of the message of the gospel, with the hope that comes in that space. And for us not to shrink back, but to to give with our whole lives into this message of the gospel, that our hearts would be secured in it and that we could bring hope to those that are around us in this world that are being rocked and shaken right now at this time of life. I want to close out with this thought for us today. The third thing, that boldness was recognizable. The boldness of Peter, the boldness of John was not something that escaped the people that they were around. In fact, it was so evident that here's here's what scripture says. The members of the council were amazed. That word actually means shocked. They were in awe. They couldn't believe what they were seeing. This boldness of Peter and John. They were sitting there in the moment, listening to these men talk that they had just pulled out of prison because they were arrested. And they were listening to the message and the clear message of the gospel, the bold message of the gospel that they were proclaiming. And they were in awe and amazement. They were shocked at the words that were coming out of their mouth. I want to ask you maybe to to probe your own life and think about when was the last time that the bold proclamation of Jesus from your lips produced an amazement or a shock in the people that you were around? When was the last time that because you are filled with the Holy Spirit and commissioned by God to be a witness of this message of the gospel, this hope of eternity, when was the last time that in your circumstances, kids, I want you to think about this in your school setting, in the environments that you're in there, when was the last time That the words that came out of your mouth actually shocked the people that were listening. That they were in awe and amazement of the boldness and the clarity of the message of the gospel. Or do you find yourself more often being dismissed by the people that are around you? Or that the gospel that you have been sharing or this Jesus that you've been proclaiming has been tried to fit in and be politically correct? And listen, I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. I've done this in my own life i've I've not lived in the boldness that God's called me to, but I believe that God, through the Holy Spirit's work in us, is calling us into this time to be a people who boldly and with clarity proclaim the goodness of God, and it should be recognizable in the people around us. I love what it went on to say for they they, they could see that they were just ordinary men with no special training in scripture. I hear people tell me all the time, well, I don't really tell people about Jesus and, and boldly proclaim what God's done in my life because I'm afraid that they're going to ask me a question that I don't know how to answer. Can I just tell you that, that there's lots of things that we don't know? There's lots of things that we're learning and growing in that should never preclude us from telling other people about the good news, the hope that comes in Jesus Christ. There's one definitive thing that you can always share with people. I was once lost in my sin and my brokenness and my shame, but I found hope in Jesus Christ when I invited him to be Lord and Savior of my life. Nobody can take that message from you. and Your Your articulation of that may be different, but here's the reality of it. If you've found Jesus to be the hope of your life, here's what I know for sure. He's rescued you. He's saved you. He's forgiven you from your past. He's given you a new life. He's not just trying to make you a better person. He's given you a whole new life. And from that platform, you have an opportunity to share the goodness of God with the people that are around you. And you don't need Bible college for that. You don't need specific training for that. Peter and John. P- Peter was a fisherman. He had stinky hands. He was a guy that was uneducated. Uh, I, I looked into the commentaries on this. Had no rabbi training in his past. His vocation in life was completely around boats and fishing nets and, and catching fish and selling them. And that was his life. And yet he's standing, through, standing in a place with educated people. who who knew scripture, who were trained in Bible college, who were rulers and leaders of their time, and they missed this message, this bold message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And here was an uneducated person like you and me, a person who, who in society's mindset really didn't have a whole lot to say or even a platform to stand on, but because of being filled with the Holy Spirit, Because of Peter's interactions with Jesus, because of his following, watching, and learning, Jesus proclaimed the bold message of the gospel, not because he was qualified by an educational certificate or because he knew everything, but because, here's the testimony, he had been with Jesus. And you have the opportunity for the same testimony of your life. You can spend time with Jesus, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and be one who carries the good news of the gospel into every space of your life. Something was distinctly different about these guys. Something set them apart and it was not education. It was not intellect. It was not their giftedness in speaking. It was none of those things. It was the fact that they were filled with the Holy Spirit and were bold witnesses of the gospel, the good news that should bring hope to other people where their hearts leap about, where they where they hear the message of the gospel that you've been forgiven of your sins and that you have hope for your future. Listen to me, people of God. This is the time that we get to boldly proclaim the message of the gospel. If you're listening today and maybe you've never invited Jesus into your heart, I want you to know that this message that I'm sharing with you, I hope that it's stirring something inside of you, that your your past can be your past. It can be forgiven and washed away. And that the future before you can be a future filled with hope and with life. And I want to be very clear with you, it's not going to be a future without mistakes. It's not going to be a future without difficulty. The beauty is that you don't have to do it on your own like you did in your past. Your future is now secured in your relationship with Christ. And here's what he says, "I will be with you always, even to the end of the age." And many people are prophesying and declaring that this is the end of the age. I'm not I'm not here to 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 refute that or to confirm that, but here's what I know. We need to be busy about this message of the gospel. Regardless of what time in history we are living in, Jesus wants us to be busy about carrying this good news of the gospel everywhere we go. And if you're here today and you're listening online today, maybe you're, you're logging in from around the world. We've had uh, pastors and leaders from, from Nepal and from the Philippines and all over the world that have been watching uh, our times together on the weekend. There's some of you that are watching right here from the Treasure Valley just because of the relationships and maybe a friend invited you to watch today. Here's what I want you to know. You don't have to live in fear. You don't have to live in in uncertainty about what's to come. You can put yourself in the hands of the creator. You can surrender yourself to the one who spoke the worlds into existence and who gave you the breath that's in your lungs. And when you surrender your life to him, here's what we know for sure. He knows what he's doing with your life when we surrender ourselves and say, Jesus, I'm inviting you to come to be Lord of my life. Forgive me of my sin. Lead me. Be my comfort. Be my guide. When we do those things, when we make that declaration with our mouth, here's what we know that Jesus draws near to us in those moments and he's walking with it. And he's gonna give you wisdom for your future. And here's the thing, it doesn't begin or it doesn't finish with just a prayer. Then he calls us into relationship with the body of Christ to grow and to learn and to be equipped in what it means to actually follow him, to get into his word and and to learn how to get into scripture and let it it be life to us and, and be bread and life as we take our journey. God wants you in that space. And for one more moment here, I just want to speak to those of you that who have never made a decision for Christ. Today's a great day to do that. And you can do that right there, wherever you're sitting at. You may be at work watching this. You may be at home sitting on your couch. You may be feeling just the weight of what's going on around you in your life. You may be pushed to your knees and there may just be this reality of despair that's going on in you. And I just want to speak a word of life and hope to you right now that Jesus is right there in that room with you. And he wants you to open up your life to him so that you could experience the hope that he brings to a really broken and hopeless situation to a world that has been ravished by sin. And he wants your life to experience the touch of his hand and the peace that he brings. And you can, right now where you're sitting, make that declaration of faith to him. And I just want to invite you to do that today, uh, in this moment, in this time, and to not push it off to another day or a time, but right now in this moment, to just invite Jesus to come and be Lord of your life, to forgive you of your sin, and to make a declaration that, Jesus, I'm going to follow you with my whole life. If you're making that declaration right now, I just want you to take a moment with Jesus and he's right there with you. And even though we can't be there physically with you, here's what I want you to know. The body of Christ is here praying for you. There's people that are praying online for you right now that you would experience the hope that comes in Jesus Christ. If you make that decision today, I'm going to ask you to do something very bold. I'm going to ask you to to contact River Valley, uh, maybe to either email. You can email at admin at rivervalleyboise.com or to make a comment in just the the post sections here because we would love to connect with you and help you take your next steps in your journey of following Jesus. For you that are followers of Jesus, this message to us today, uh, there's some things that God... Uh, desires for us in a bold proclamation of this message of the gospel and church I'm praying that you as you spend your time in the word as you spend your time in the presence of God as you're doing devotions with your family or maybe with friends as you're engaging with with online platforms for small groups that we would be a people who would live with the boldness that was declared about Peter and John that we would live and the power of the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised us that we would live in as we are filled with the Holy Spirit and daily being filled, that we would be those that boldly proclaim the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere we go. We kicked off this bold series with a bold message because it is the anchor point of all that we are. We can't be bold if the message of the gospel is not living and residing inside of us because we have nothing to be bold about But because we do have Jesus living in us, because we have experienced the message of the gospel tangibly in our lives, we have something bold to proclaim to our world. And I want to call you to do that with your life today. Thanks again for listening to this message. Do you know someone who'd be blessed by it? Make sure to share it with them this week.